Hello and welcome to the next edition of the Data Dialogue. In this episode, my guest is Carmen Logue, Product Manager for InterSystems. Carmen is joining me to discuss adaptive analytics within InterSystems Iris and also how this works with popular BI tools and natural language processing capabilities in a variety of platforms. So, welcome Carmen. How are you today? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Now, we're talking a lot more about businesses wanting to adopt analytics and business intelligence capabilities at the moment. Why do you think so many businesses are only just getting to the stage of exploring analytics, what they might do with them, how they practically deploy analytics, all those sort of questions around exploitation of intelligence and analysis in the world today? Yeah, that's, it's, that's interesting because I think it's certainly not for lack of past interest in this area. Um, I was thinking the other day that I've been working with customers trying to get visibility from their data since they used to print them out and, pay, and you know pin them on the bulletin board. So it's been a long time. And, and I think now most companies want to be data-driven in their decision-making and most organizations want their employees to have access to data and insights. However, we recently worked with ESG on some research and through that research found that only 7% of organizations say that over half of their employees have access to a data analytics platform. So what we infer from that is that many organizations have just a, a smaller number of people who can even access analytics and BI tools. I also think that there's been um, such a focus on data science and machine learning in the last years um, that drives this interest as well. So organizations are a lot more focused now on gathering data, working with it to understand it, and ultimately preparing it so they can apply machine learning to provide predictions and anticipate problems or opportunities. And I think the fact that not many people, as we saw from from the survey data, have access is really putting pressure on our IT teams and data scientists to surface that data. It's interesting. So InterSystems Iris, as we know, is a platform that can address a number of the issues around access to data, allowing more people within a business to analyze the data themselves. Could you elaborate on some of these capabilities? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's right. I mean, it's it's very important to provide ways for analysts, data science scientists and others to be able to really self-serve and get access to the data and insights that they need. And, you know, we've been pretty busy at InterSystems over the past few years in this area. But I'll, I'll start by talking about one of our, our newer additions. We rolled out InterSystems Iris Adaptive Analytics earlier this year to really try and provide business users with self-service analytics capabilities to visualize, analyze, and interrogate their data in a consistent way and create something that we call a common semantic layer, so a common sort of language. Adaptive analytics enables business users to get the information they need from common BI tools like Tableau or my favorite Excel that they are used in order to make you know, timely and accurate business decisions without having to be experts in data design or, or data management. And I think, you know, on a, on a maybe if we go a little more technical here, the other thing that adaptive analytics provides is a, um, a design canvas that allows our data steward or, or someone who's got that responsibility to create and design kind of a virtual data model with which, what we call virtual cubes and query against that data on the fly. So adaptive analytics allows you to automatically you know, build up those analytical structures underneath that support those queries. So as the data steward designs that, that virtual 
data model. The end BI tool users are able to access that data, which, which then you know, translates it into queries that go against InterSystems Iris. Certainly. Um, I think there's some, some really good examples in, in the customers that, that I'm talking to in the UK about areas of data where, where adaptive analytics can, can really present them with some opportunities to sort of move forward the way in which they're using data. Picking a, a sort of a, a couple of examples that immediately sort of spring to mind where, where people are using these sorts of capabilities now. And in, in healthcare in the UK, there's, you know, as a result of uh, the pandemic, there's been obviously uh, a lot of focus on how to optimize the deployment of resources within the healthcare system in ways that uh, perhaps needed to react more quickly, but also have a, a clearer view uh, uh, across across wider data sets. You know, so information from health, the healthcare system, but also social care, and indeed other other aspects of the overall community and bringing data together into one place is obviously not not enough there needs to be the uh, the ability to to classify to categorize to structure that data and then to be able to explore and draw value from it and adaptive analytics makes that much much easier with as you said with a little work from uh, an analyst who can understand the the, the, the fundamental data models that lie behind uh, the information that's coming in, adaptive analytics makes it much more, much much easier for the end users or the you know the informatics team within a hospital to be able to interrogate that data and really start to look at who are the top ten thousand people using the healthcare services to a much greater significant extent than than perhaps the others. For example, to allow the um, the services to to better. Uh, target uh, resources to where they're where they're most needed, and it's a similar case in financial services. I, th- I think they're the, one of the biggest drivers that's been in, you know, in financial services for for many years is this idea of customer three hundred and sixty, where institutions really want to be able to understand not just everything they know about a customer, but everything they can find out about a customer from external sources and bring all that information together to have one overall picture of a customer, what they're doing with that customer, what the environment that customer is operating within actually means to the types of business that they want to do with that customer. And so being able to have this flexibility to consume data from disparate sources to really construct easily, simply, dynamically uh, a model which aids the interpretation of that and then to have the have a, a platform which allows you to create the queries and, and the structures needed to draw value out of that, that data dynamically without needing you know, a significant amount of data analyst or uh, development expertise underneath that really just sort of accelerate and that that process make it much easier to if you like extend and surround the the ecosystem of data that sits around these uses i mean how would you how would you sort of compare and contrast the the the, the sort of the, the two types of way in which we can look at data from a from a bi perspective i mean there's the the approach that involves defining and building a a cube and populating that, and then there's the the more dynamic mechanisms in adaptive analytics. I mean, what would you what would you say are the strengths and weaknesses of those? Come. 
Yeah, yeah, and I think it's it's important to 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 have both of those capabilities actually because they are you know each of them are useful um, for particular use cases. I think with um, InterSystems Iris BI, which has been a, a longtime product of InterSystems, we have the ability to create a physical queue, and that's a great solution when you want to embed um, analytics, embed dashboards into your uh, your solution, and particularly when it's um, a, when there's a need for real time information. Right, so it's 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 a cube that you build. And then from that point on, the data is kind of flowing into that. You're getting insights um, effectively in, in near real time. Um, so that's a great solution in those use cases. With adaptive analytics, I think the you know one benefit that you have is we're creating a virtual cube. So we're not actually going through the process of physically building that cube in, in the database. So it's, so it's easy to change that. Right, you don't wait for a cube build. So you're you're building that virtual cube. If you decide you want to add another measure to it or a calculated, you know, column or something like that, you can do that on the fly, and that becomes available to the the end BI users and you know effectively in real time. So that ability to modify that, I, I think, is very effective. And then the the other thing I think where um, adaptive analytics is a good fit is if you have end users that are using a lot of different off-the-shelf um, BI tools, like like I said, like Tableau or Power BI, um, Excel, um, you get to create this common um, this common model, this common language and set of definitions that uh, translate to those end users. So they're not pulling the data out and reformatting it. They they have this common model that they can work with. And you know the way that I think about it is that somebody who's running Excel in the billing department, right, can run a query against the same data model that somebody in the in the in the business office is doing with Tableau, and they'll get the same answer, right? And that's the thing I think that a lot of organizations struggle with is trying to reconcile the different pieces of information that that end users get, that end business analysts get, um, when they're trying to ask the same question. So. The idea here is that with adaptive analytics, you remove that that whole um, that whole problem, right? So, so I guess for you know just to summarize that you know InterSystems Iris BI is great if you if you are embedding um, dashboards into a solution, or particularly when you want to do um, you know be able to look at real time dashboarding and, and that sort of thing, and then adaptive analytics is for people who are doing you know some ad hoc analysis with other. Um, BI tools or AI tools. It, it does indeed, and, and I, th- I think there's there's something you mentioned there, which which to me is really important, and that's that's the sort of the real time nature of some of these capabilities. Um, often, I think one of the the big drawbacks with uh, deploying BI solutions within an org- organization within an institution is the fact that you know the, there's latency between what's actually going on in the, the operational systems and then that data filtering through to a data warehouse or some bi platform and then then eventually bubbling up into into some charts or a dashboard that may be half an hour old or yes, yesterday's data or last week's data this idea of being able to have timely intelligence that, that reflects 
what's going on in an organization now, I think is a really powerful one. Could you talk a little bit more about, about perhaps how we, you know, how InterSystems Iris enables that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I think, um, so if, we, if we're talking about um, InterSystems Iris BI, because those cubes are, are pre-built, you know, the structure is there and the data, I mean, one of the great things about InterSystems Iris BI is it's built very close to the data. So that update happens very quickly and allows us to get that information, as I said, almost immediately that's constantly flowing in. I think the other thing maybe to talk about in terms of performance with, with adaptive analytics is that there are um, acceleration structures built underneath it. So with, with adaptive analytics, there's a focus on kind of very large data sets, for example. And you know, with those kind of ad hoc queries that people are running from the BI tools, um, we have an opportunity to use some built-in capabilities of adaptive analytics to build what we call acceleration structures in IRIS. And those, let me make a distinction between those acceleration structures and caching. You know, with caching, we're just storing the data and so that we can go get it again so it gets stale, right? With the acceleration structures, we're doing a couple things, but one of them is we're looking at the question that's getting asked and trying to essentially reformat the query so that we can ask it more effectively. And then secondly, we're looking at that to determine are there other things that, uh, you know, other common kinds of things that people are going to need and kind of pre-creating those aggregation structures before somebody asks. So for example, if somebody is running a, a query to look at sales from last week, um, the underlying software might look at that and go, you know, they're also going to need daily. And so they'll pre-create that without somebody asking for it. So there's some built-in speed there. Now, you know, with, with adaptive analytics, we're, you know, in contrast to, to uh, Iris BI, we are looking at, you know, more large and, you know, more historical kinds of data sets. But it does make those kinds of questions faster over time as well. Okay, thanks. Thanks for that, Carmen. So another area that sort of interests me in this field I mean, we talked initially about the fact that oh, there's a lot of focus on marshaling data into AI and machine learning, but there's a there's another parallel sort of a area where people ha are looking at how to consume and make sense of large volumes of data, and that's in the in the sort of the, the field of natural language processing uh, and incorporating the the outputs of natural language processing with within within analytics, you know, surfacing data from that processing into the sorts of analyses where you can actually take action. Well, why would you say that you know, this is increasingly important in uh, today's organizations? Yeah, well, I think primarily it's that there's just a huge, you know, it's growing amount of unstructured data. So everything from social media content to doctor's notes to customer survey results. And, you know, this is something that is not slowing down by any stretch. It just seems to be... Um, you know, the amount of unstructured data that's available seems to be increasing almost exponentially. So I think, you know, organizations have a wealth of data and they are, are struggling, frankly, to make sense of both the structured and the unstructured data. So I think uh, natural language processing can help those organizations, you know, to gain insights no matter where it comes from. And, you know, frankly, that's where the fact that we're, where Iris is a multi-model database, I think, is, is really significant. 
So, you, I mean, certainly the multi-model features within InterSystems Iris, giving you consistent, cohesive views of the same data, but in different different ways, makes a makes a big difference to being able to consume data and make sense of it in a variety of different contexts. I think the the natural language processing mechanisms within InterSystems Iris these days are, I believe, we've we've open sourced those now. I do you see that the, there's um, an interest in taking that up uh, within our user base and actively incorporating this into the sort of the analytics that they do, or or is this something that people are still sort of struggling with? Yeah, I, I think we're seeing both of those people. Some you know people are still um, struggling, and I think there is you know um, additional interest. You know, when we you mentioned we open sourced our embedded natural language processing functionality. Um, largely because we saw a growing need to be um, adaptable and, and also because we saw other NLP kind of open source capabilities out there in the market as well. So we have, we have customers using our own through the, the open source offer as well as um, you know, partners that are incorporating other, other NLP capabilities from, from other vendors as well. And I think you know, NLP is becoming more, more commonly sourced as it becomes um, a capability of you know, both, both our solution as well as other solutions. And you know, I think our text exploration tech technology is different because it uses kind of a bottom-up approach, discovering concepts and relations within the text is, itself. So you know, I think we are still seeing interest here, but it's, I think, certainly not as, I think people are still struggling with the best way to to use it in their application. So I, I do still see a lot of opportunity ahead, in other words. Yeah, and, and I, th- I think that's an important point that you brought out there, Carmen, that, that a variety of our partners and customers are looking at using Systems Iris as a platform for implementing their NLP solutions, and whether it's the Open source flavor of NLP that that we've put out into the market, or or other people's NLP engines that may be suited to particular um, point tasks. I mean, Systems Iris forms a really great platform because of the multimodal uh, approach to consume data from the outside world to marshal it, to feed it into these NLP engines, and then to consume the outputs of those in a form that works with the engines but also works in the context of how the, how the organization wants to wants to to apply that output you know overall in terms of the impact on businesses for the sorts of technologies that we've discussed embedded bi real time bi adaptive uh, analytics nlp overall what what sort of impact can can these technologies have and these approaches have on a business that that wants to get better in sort of today's world? Yeah, I, I think that as a platform, right, we have a lot of capabilities. I mean, some we, we didn't even get to talk about today are in this area of uh, data and analytics. And, um, you know, I think the challenge for our customers is to kind of prioritize what they need. I think the the primary thing that, that we can do as an organization is is enable our customers to bring that data together first of all and normalize in some cases in other cases you know simply provide as we said the semantic layer kind of across it 
And and then, you know, I think that the things that they that they can achieve are really a consistency of information um, and access to both real time and historical information that will allow them to, you know, to become more data driven in their decision making and to, you know, to have um, quick access to the information that they need just to run their day to day business. So I think, you know, that's that's kind of a maybe a simpler way to say it. But I think, you know, as a as a data platform, you know, the thing that that we are really good at is um, being really fast and helping people to work with their data at scale, um, you know, in, in much larger um, larger scenarios. And I think adaptive analytics certainly extends that. And um, the capabilities that we have allow our customers to, you know, to, to provide the data in the way that they need to see it. Okay, thanks for that, Colin. Yeah, I mean, just from 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 my perspective, I think think the last thing to say is is really that yeah, I mean, the facilities that InterSystems Iris provides, I th- I think really supports this idea of you know smart, adaptive, agile organisations that are needed that are needed today. They're the they're the types of institution, the types of organisation, company that really sort of are uh, are doing well in economies that we see today where there's an increasing number of of events which are impacting the way in which uh, the business environment is is operating the way in which people are consuming services the way in which goods and services flow flow around the world and i think having this adaptability having this flexibility and then being able to incorporate the output of that flexibility and adaptability into the way the organization is running is key to sort of those organizations that are going to succeed uh, in, in the future. All right, so thanks to Carmen for that. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. And thanks to you, the audience, for listening this week. If you'd like to know more about Intercisms Iris, um, please visit our website. There is a link in the description. So I'd like to say goodbye for now. See you next time. <laughs>